This week on the Country Music like, Media Podcast. MySpace.com is a good-looking site currently. There's a lot of content there, but it doesn't really do much. You know, you never really hear of MySpace. No one's given any scoops to MySpace. A lot of potential, looks great, not doing a lot. That's MySpace. That's Sam Hunt. Luke Bryan just won Entertainer of the Year, but has he peaked? Sam Hunt has endured in half a decade. Is he done? If everything goes as scripted, Blake Shelton will be everywhere this spring and summer, but does that mean the business of being Blake Shelton is good? Would you invest in Carrie Underwood right now? Three months ago, I made everyone a theoretical millionaire and asked you to imagine buying stock in your favorite country artists. Carly Pierce, Luke Combs, Miranda Lambert. You can't think like a fan because that'll leave you broke. Objectively speaking, is right now a good time to buy stock in Kenny Chesney? I'm Billy Dukes and this is the Q2 2021 Stock Report. Country tours have been announced and surely more will come, but it's the tours that haven't come or won't come that might be most useful. Looking at you, Jason Eldeen. This idea is built on a buy low, sell high strategy. But what does that even mean? I mean, Carrie Underwood just hit number one on the album charts, so bye bye bye, right? Ah, uh, maybe not. New artists are intentionally left off this stock report list because, come on, that's just not fair. At the end, I'll share the top three hot picks, including a country veteran we've known for 15 years that might just now finally be hitting his stride. And yeah, I'll offer some advice to Morgan Wallen investors. Hint, it's not time yet. Follow this podcast for more inner workings in country music and the country music media. Find me on Twitter at Billy Dukes, Instagram at Serious Journalist, and then share what you liked. My thoughts on Marin Morris might upset you, or maybe not. Let's find out together during episode 57 of the Country Music Media Podcast. Welcome to the 2021 Q2 Stock Report, where we objectively treat country music artists like businesses and decide whether or not those businesses are worth our money should we invest on the following artists. Here's the order. We'll start with Kenny Chesney, go to Luke Bryant, Morgan Wallen, Dan and Shay, Miranda Lambert, Marin Morris, Carrie Underwood, Jason Aldean, Blake Shelton, Eric Church, Thomas Rhett, Luke Combs, and then the top three hot picks, which includes one quasi-newcomer, another slightly newer newcomer, but still not a newcomer, <laughs> and then that country veteran who we've known and loved for about 15 years old. Feedback always welcome on Twitter. You can also email me at billydukes at gmail.com. So let's get started. First artist, Kenny Chesney. Last quarter, we didn't discuss Kenny Chesney. This quarter, hold Kenny Chesney. He's kind of hot right now, but there is a but. He's got two singles on the radio, including a great duet with Kelsey Ballerini that I believe is going to hit number one for him. Really, really invested in his own single as well. It's called Knowing You, and they put a lot of effort into the release of this video. Kenny's not a guy who does the media rounds all that often, and he did back-to-back media rounds to get his most recent single to number one, and then almost a, a week or two weeks later did another round to kind of advance and set up the single Knowing You. The problem is Kenny's not touring this year. He bumped that chillaxification tour back until 2022, and that's where the money is for Kenny Chesney. I'm not convinced stadium tours, which he has a lot of them booked, I'm not convinced that's going to work post-pandemic. Next up, 
Luke Bryant just won Entertainer of the Year at the ACM Awards in April. Even still, Luke Bryant is a buy. He was a sell last quarter. Q1, I said sell. Luke Bryant, he's now a buy. He's about as big of a star as I, I think you can get right now. And, uh, but I think he could be setting up an even bigger uh, late 2021 into 2022. Think about this. He's got the American Idol finale coming. That's prime time. He just won Entertainer of the Year when no one thought he would. His last album, not great, but perhaps his best album, and he earned some award nominations from it. I think if he's smart, he'll repeat that formula, and I think maybe he's used this time off about as wise as any A-list country artist. You know, he maintained a real presence in social media. He's kind of seen as the fun guy in country media as well. And this is where I had the post-pandemic mood kind of wrong. I thought we would get a lot of songs and a lot of artists wanting to write about their experiences during the pandemic. Ain't nobody doing that. And it would seem the read is that fans don't want that because it's all about the good time and the feel good right now. That's Luke Bryan. You know, we want a distraction. The big thing for Luke, though, and what I think makes him his buy is his tour is going to happen. He, he really picked a pretty good year not to do stadiums. He's doing a lot of amphitheaters and arenas. That begins in July. Morgan Wallen, a sell in Q1. He's a sell in Q2 as well. Morgan, he was supposed to open up for Luke Bryant, and now he's taken the year off from touring. Or at least the summer. Uh, he might pick things up again late fall. I know, he's showing some some promise, and he, he showed up in some pictures with Eric Church, and there was another photo floating around with him with a very sunburned-looking Ronnie Dunn. It's going to be some time still. You know, the price of Morgan Wallen is only going to get lower until Q3, and then we'll reevaluate. If I'm being honest... I worry a little bit for his record label because he was that record label's cash cow. Uh, watching really closely how well some of the artists on that label are able to do, like Hardy has a great song at Country Radio. If Hardy misses, I think that's a really bad sign of that label's health and maybe a sign that Morgan Wallen, the, the fallout, reached farther than just his career. Dan and Shay got a lot of Grammy love in earlier this year in Q1. A tour lined up for September. Dan and Shay are a hold. I said buy and buy hard in Q1, Q2, they're a hold. Big things to come for them in the fall. I have to imagine they're going to be funneling all of their energy and their efforts into that timeline. Hold Dan and Che for 90 days. Miranda Lambert, on the other hand, sell. I think you almost always have to sell when you have an artist who's just released a new album. Because that's it. That's the top of the roller coaster. You know, an exception might be if, like, a high-profile tour is to follow. But Miranda, she's playing fairs and festivals this year. And and she's still working songs from the Wild Card album. Settling Down is a, a pretty good song. It's not a career song. It's fine. You know, unless she gets pregnant or something. I mean, you got to sell stock in Miranda Lambert. Buy low. Sell high. Price of that stock is very high right now, so it's time to sell. Maybe a hold. But I think the uh, the immediate future for Miranda Lambert is pretty bearish for her. Marin Morris won pretty big at the ACM Awards in April. She was top three last quarter under buy. And she's a buy once again. I'm still really bullish on Marin Morris as a stock. What she's saying about her next album, that it's going to be a little bit more traditional. I mean, that's just hitting the sweet spot for what we need right now in country music. I think two things could really take off in country music, two trends. The first is a hard-nosed country music aimed right at the conservative fan. 
and I'm not being political when I say this, songs that target fans whose ideologies lean right could do very well this year and next year. You know, President Trump supporters and those more towards the middle, I'm not talking about like really provocative right-leaning songs, not like a, a take my soul before you take my guns kind of song. That's not what I mean. I mean, just meat and potatoes, kind of heartland farming type country music. You know, country music without a lot of garnishment. That's not Marin lyrically, but if she were to sort of organically lean into that uh, with something a little bit more traditional, she could really win there without alienating her core fan base. I think Carly Pierce is sort of setting up camp right there right now with a little bit more of a traditional sound and some no-frills types of productions, but lyrics that still reach a younger audience. Marin has a duet with Ryan Hurd that I think is a hit. Chasing After You might be my favorite song of 2021 so far. Certainly one, one of my favorite five songs. You know, they're really sexy. They have this interplay on social medias that they're, you know, they're kissing, they're in swimsuits. That moves the needle. Trust me, I've, I've seen it happen again and again. Marin, a strong buy once again in Q2. Carrie Underwood also just released an album, so you're thinking sell? I'm thinking hold. Hold on Carrie Underwood with a lean towards buy. I can't really figure out what she's doing this year. You know, she's been really quiet after the release of My Savior. I think she's working on new music, but this just might be another one of those years where she's sort of taking a summer off and kind of having one of those mom years that she does. You know, she has six tour dates planned. My guess is she's going to have new music in the fall, the tour next year. Right now, though, her stock is pretty cheap. You know, for a Carrie Underwood stock, it's pretty cheap. So hold, but if you want to buy, it's not the worst thing in the world. It might get a little cheaper. She also may have a Las Vegas residency coming up. That's kind of the rumor on Twitter. Unsubstantiated, but she did that uh, agreement with the hotel resort company. That would certainly drive the price of her stock up. Jason Aldean. I think you buy Jason Aldean. In fact, I think you can buy Jason Aldean pretty hard because he's only got like three real tour dates on his calendar for 2021. And you know that's going to change. Also, he could or he at least should be working on some new music. I will say, though, if his next single is from the Nine album again, you sell. Because that tells me he's not ready to, to really get back to work. That's an indication that maybe he's stuck in neutral in 2022 is going to be the year he puts it into drive. Blake Shelton mentioned him at the top of the show. After being a sell in Q1, Blake Shelton is now a buy. But buy quickly, because this is his month. May is Blake Shelton's month. He's wrapping up The Voice. He has a new album coming. His song is nearing number one, Minimum Wage. The rumor is that he's going to be getting married soon as well, which will be an event, a really high-profile event. He's kind of near his price ceiling, but he's not there yet, so you can make a little money off that stock until he says, I do. And, and then you sell. You sell pretty hard after that. I got an advance of Blake's new album. Haven't listened to it yet. You know, he's like Luke Bryan. He's not really known as being an albums type guy, especially lately. He's kind of reluctant to do albums. Uh, and he's not really generating a whole lot of excitement for this album. You know, have you seen Blake doing a lot of album specific promo currently like some other artists do? I haven't seen a lot of songs released ahead of time. No real video element. You know, every once in a while you see an artist that'll try sort of this unusual promotional strategy where they'll just sort of just sort of slip it out there, just kind of sneak an album out there into the ecosystem. That's kind of where Blake is. Eric Church, he moves from a hold to a sell. Eric Church was a hold in Q1. He's now a sell after releasing 
the Heart and Soul series, almost always sell after the album. You can wait till quarter three to buy on Eric Church because that's when his tour begins. That's not going to hurt you. Thomas Rhett, he's a buy. He's a pretty hard buy. You know, Thomas Rhett's touring. I think Thomas Rhett could win another Entertainer of the Year soon as well. Country again. The album is good. Uh, And I hedge a little bit on saying that because I haven't spent a ton of time with it. But the song Country Again kind of leans into what I was saying a little bit earlier about that traditional country sound. Here's a mistake that I think people in the media, and in radio especially, make when evaluating a song, is they listen to like the first 70% of the song. Sometimes you'll only listen to a verse and a chorus. If you don't listen to the end of Thomas Rhett's Country Again single and hear that real kind of, there's like an Alabama sound towards the end. There's a ton of fiddle, some steel. I mean, there's just like this great 80s and 90s sort of country sound that sounds really natural from him. That's a great, that really rounds out the song. I mean, it's like a, sometimes you get like a football team that only plays three quarters of football and then they play a team that plays all four quarters. Thomas Rhett's playing all four quarters with the song Country Again. That has song and single of the year potential by my ear. That's why Thomas Rhett, a real solid buy for Q2 2021. Two more to go before we get to the top three. I'm Billy Dukes, and this is the uh, 2021 Q2 stock report. I promise to do it once a quarter, and this one was delayed just a little bit, but I think about mid-quarter is a good place to do it. Luke Combs and Sam Hunt left. Luke Combs up first. Luke Combs, he's a hold. He's a hold. Forever After All, going to be another multi-week number one. A sweet video that relies on that marriage uh, the wedding video he shot, and he breaks down and cries in it. But it does seem like right now a little bit of the heat is off Luke Combs. And maybe that's just because he's not touring right now. He didn't win a couple of the awards. Maybe people are anticipating he might win at the ACM Awards. Thomas Rhett actually won the Male Vocalist of the Year, and I think a lot of people thought Luke Combs could win that. It seems like maybe he he's just back on his heels a little bit, but he is getting towards the end of an album cycle as well. Um I gotta believe he'll probably have another album coming. Maybe not late this year. Although he's a great prospect for like a Q4 album release. October, November, that's when he released his last album. He's got a really good groove there if he wants to do that again. Man just puts out a lot of music, doesn't he? (laughs) Does anybody put out more music, pretty consistent quality, than Luke Combs? I know some other people kind of fill the gaps with EPs, and a lot of times they're, they're just sort of extra songs that didn't make the album because they shouldn't have made the album. Luke Combs puts out these EPs and these deluxe versions that are kind of filled with really solid songs. I mean, just really commercial-friendly, great radio songs. Sam Hunt is the final one. He was a buy in Q1. He's a buy in Q2. Sam Hunt, still cheap. Still cheap for Sam Hunt. He was a one-time blue-chip stock. He's got just four tour dates. And I'm not really sure that's going to change for 2021. You remember, Sam Hunt had a really big tour comeback planned for 2020. I think the last time he seriously toured is 2017, and that was when he was on that Luke Bryan tour. He just kept getting kicked back and kicked back, and uh, and then the pandemic happened. Sam Hunt is a little bit like MySpace. Have you been on MySpace recently? Like, it's a good-looking site. MySpace.com is a good-looking site currently. There's a lot of content there, especially for, like, musicians. Like, there's just so much potential if someone could kind of lean into and sink some money into kind of getting MySpace. It's kind of a legacy brand that I think will be kind of cool again, like the cassette or, like, the vinyl again in a few years. Maybe not quite yet. 
you know, your, your top eight's gone. And they seem to have lost all of our photos, but that's fine. All those photos were junk anyway. But it's a good-looking site if you check it out. But it doesn't really do much. You know, you never really hear of MySpace. No one's given any scoops to MySpace. Although, I'm told, MySpace pays their journalists pretty decently. <laughs> or, you know, at least on par with what other freelancers get in this market. A lot of potential. Looks great. Not doing a lot. That's MySpace. That's Sam Hunt. All right, we're down to the top three now. These are the top three hot picks for Q2 2021. Three artists that I think can only go up from here. One is going to surprise you. Uh, Actually, one won't surprise you. The other two probably will quite a bit, especially number one. The first hot pick is Cody Johnson. At one time, Cody Johnson seemed like the hottest prospect out there. But then he really released two singles that were just dogs. Just dogs. Nothing on you and Dear Rodeo. And he leaned hard into Dear Rodeo. He put a documentary out that didn't really land. His debut album on Warner was great. That was a great album. But they missed by not releasing a song called Fence Posts to Country Radio. That was a hit. That was a hit. And Cody, he's a guy who likes to be in charge. He's got kind of a unique deal with Warner where it's um, he has a lot of the creative control. In fact, I think he has almost all the creative control. He gets to make a lot of the decisions himself. It's almost like a quasi-distribution deal in that in that way. I mean, the album was done before he even signed. The, ch- the singles that they chose after On My Way To You were, to me, singles an artist who hasn't really played the mainstream radio game chooses. There was nothing accessible about Dear Rodeo. You know, if I'm like a teacher or a fireman or a cop in Pittsburgh... I'm not connecting with that story. And I didn't. I mean, there was nothing accessible about that song. Uh, Nothing on you. A little heavy-handed, I think. And here's why I say I think he's a buy, because I think Cody is smart enough to learn from this. And I know he's going to work his tail off to make sure that the next song works. I mean, it's all in on whatever the next single is for Cody, Cody Johnson. Expect a full promotional effort and the Warner team and Cody Johnson's team to do whatever it takes to bounce back. Because if he has three stiffs in a row, that starts getting into really dangerous territory for him as a, a commercial artist. Buy low, sell high. Right now, I think you can make a lot of money on Cody Johnson. Second up, Gabby Barrett. Gabby Barrett's making this thing look easy, and no one's talking about it. Her stock is undervalued. She's barely leaning into working these songs right now because she's at home with a baby. I think Gabby may have tweeted like (laughs) five times so far this year, and that's exaggerating. I mean, her Twitter's been active, but it's a lot of promotional stuff that feels like the kind of stuff her team puts together. She's not on the social media. I mean, if she leaned into it a little more in that way, I think there's just a really, really high ceiling. But her songs are still flying up the charts, and then they're crossing over in a really big way. I hope it was like 27 weeks the good ones, multiple weeks on top of the hot country song. I mean, that's a big hit. I told you all that song was going to be a hit months ago, months ago. And there's more. She's got the Goldmine album. There is more on that album, and it's really strong. I think she's going to announce some tour plans at some point, probably opening up for someone. When she's able to get out there and work, watch out. You know, I will say, she's a bit like Carrie Underwood in that she's not super warm in the room. She's just kind of all business. But I just said she's a bit like Carrie Underwood, so ask me if I think that warmth matters much. 
Finally, that gets us to the number one stock to buy for Q2 2021. This is my number one hot pick. Buy stock right now in Jake Owen. Jake Owen has arrived. The slow, personal ballads that he really sort of struggled with before, and specifically I mean a song called What We Ain't Got, are now hitting hard. The difference is that he loosened his grip on the mic a little bit. Maybe even literally. You know what I'm talking about? I think Lee Bryce does this at times, or at least he did, where it just seemed like he was way, way, way too up high on the mic, and it was just too intense, you know? He was squeezing too hard. Made for you by Jake Owen. He backs off a little bit, which is sort of ironic because he's produced by Joey Moy, who, like, epitomizes on the mic and that sound. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that Jake Owen could be a much bigger star in his 40s than he was in his 30s. We could certainly look up in about 10 years and think of Jake Owen like we think of Tim McGraw right now. Going back to what I said about Morgan Wallen and and Big Loud Records, if there's anybody who's going to benefit from all those promotional dollars needing to be spent somewhere, it's Jake Owen. I mean, Jake Owen is his own artist. People root for him now. He could be the big beneficiary of of Morgan Wallen's label not having a Morgan Wallen to spend the money on. This happened to Lee Bryce a way back. Remember, Tim McGraw was on Curb. He was the face, and he was the superstar of Curb for all those years. And Curb struggled and still struggles to break a second or third artist at the radio. Lee Bryce was really, really struggling until Tim McGraw broke up with Curb and that whole mess. That's when you saw Lee Bryce. All of a sudden, he was the number one horse in, in the stable. Lee Bryce, his career blew up after that. That's the kind of thing I think that will happen and very well could happen with Jake Owen now that Morgan Wallen is on ice. A lot of things going right, heading in the right direction right now with Jake Owen. That's why he's my number one buy, the Q2 stock report for 2021. Big thanks for listening this week. If you have opinions, you disagree with me, you agree with me, I'd love to hear about it and continue the conversation on Twitter at Billy Dukes. You can also find me on Instagram at Serious Journalist. I'm a lot more active on Twitter than I am Instagram. I do Facebook as well, but not a whole lot. Email me at billydukes at gmail.com. Last week, I softly introduced an idea that I'm getting really serious about. It's called Country Justice, where I'd like to settle your country music scores. If you have a disagreement, an argument with a friend, something you can't get along about, you and a buddy just kind of go back and forth, a family member, a wife, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, whatever, let's get on and settle it. Each Each side will get a chance to make their case. I'll decide who's right. The loser has to publicly shame themselves on the Country Music Media Podcast. You can learn more about that at email, or if you want to tweet at me, feel free to do that as well. And we'll hopefully soon have two contestants litigated with country justice. Follow this podcast on your favorite podcast platform if you haven't already. Uh, Leave a rating or a review as well. It's always appreciated. But just most importantly, share it. If you could just share it with one person or just share it on social media. Uh, Spread the word. Increase the size of the conversation. Uh, That really just mean a whole lot to me. I'm Billy Dukes. Thank you very much for listening. I'll be back on Thursday with more news and commentary on the Country Music Media Podcast.